0: studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: The president's suspension of student loan repayments during the pandemic added debt. The president has made this worse. The issue of the pause on student loans has cost our nation about $195 billion. That has brought the the, the debt ceiling kind of end date further up. Yeah, so finger pointing on who caused the debt situation to be what it is, and uh, that's all legit. Um, But the CBO came out with the report late yesterday on how long we've got before we run out of money we got to raise the whole debt limit. You know that story. We've been talking about it. Uh, I could hit you with the details, or I could just let uh, Chad here with Fox do it for us. The debt ceiling gets hot at the hottest time of the year. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office warns the nation could default between July and September. If the debt limit is not raised or suspended before the extraordinary measures are are exhausted, the government would be unable to pay its obligations fully. The CBO also estimates that one of the most costly entitlement programs, Social Security, could be insolvent in a decade. President Biden not budging.
0: I will not negotiate whether or not we pay our debt. I will not allow this nation to fall. Republicans find this absurd. Now he wants a debt ceiling increase, but he doesn't want to talk about it. I mean, that's just childish, to be honest with you.
1: So various people trying to be adults are calling on Congress to act on it sooner rather than later. Why do we wait until the very end? But that's the way deals often get done. I mean, we've had contracts like that. Maybe you've had buying a home situation like that. For whatever reason, deadlines is what focuses people and sure gets people to move one direction or another i mean if if we were going to be grown-ups we would do it today with the recognition that it has to be done so we might as well do it today but
0: that's not the way things work jack in your heart in your gut in the heart of your gut uh, w- w- how worried about the the nation defaulting on its debts are you
1: um well a couple of points that have been made by some of my favorite pundits uh got my attention one that the fact that both sides are saying, I, we'll work this out, I'm sure, as opposed to one side saying it's all going to hell is a little scary. Because everybody's assuming that, hmm. yeah, the grown ups will come in and make a shoestring catch, so everything will be fine. Maybe if everybody's <laughs> saying that, you know, nobody, get, nobody gets around to making the shoestring catch. I don't know. We huh. also have, you know, we live in the in the era of unprecedented this and that. How many unprecedented things have happened in the last few years? It had been 160 years or whatever since the House speaker vote had gone past one round. I don't know. Maybe there'll be enough holdouts that they actually can't make it happen.
0: Well, and I don't know if this exists, but if I'm a Joe loudmouth populist Congress guy from whatever district and my people do some sort of polling or a focus group and they say, hey, if you like totally disrupt this process. And act, you know, haul yourself up on the cross of, you know, not spending one dime more. The big government bloated, blah blah blah. Yeah, America will default on its debt, and it will cause economic ripples around the globe for the next decade. But you'll raise fifty million dollars in campaign contributions overnight. How do I, as uh, Instagram loving populist congressman, uh, react to that
1: balance, that uh, that
0: conundrum?
1: You hold out is what you do. I think you're right. Yeah, we'll, we'll find out here in the next couple of months. Other uh, economic story more personally to your life is this whole inflation thing. I was reading one of your prominent economists, and there are a lot of prominent economists, and they often disagree a lot on what's going to happen. But uh, this guy made a pretty good point as I was looking at his charts and graphs. I mean, just some really excellent charts and graphs on how the history of getting into inflation, particularly the most recent time we had bad in- inflation back in the 70s and early 80s is it takes like a decade to get out of this spiral it's not something that you can get out of very quickly and people aren't being honest about how long it is going to take to get out of this plus the weird perception or maybe the media actually doesn't understand that you know the inflation thing is really kind of over it's only six percent now it's still six freaking percent (laughs) six percent inflation you took a six percent pay cut last month and probably will this month too that's a lot, and yes. it's not. And and I also think there's a perception of inflation when you hear inflation's gone down that the prices are coming back down. No, no, no. That's not the way it works. The prices aren't coming back down. They're staying there probably forever and only going up. Like maybe at six percent, as I was just mentioning. I mean, the the right the
0: horrific rate of growth has slowed, but growing it still is. Yes, I sounded a little like Yoda there, and when, that was weird. And
1: when inflation comes down, prices don't go back to the way they were before. No, And I think that's the perception uh, That's the way I take it in through the mainstream media I mean the fact that I took my two kids to IHOP And we spent almost a hundred freaking dollars at IHOP No, three people at the HOP We did eat a lot (laughs) But we spent damn near a hundred bucks That used to be a a go-to-a-really-nice-restaurant sort of a price But things are expensive Eggs are insane as we all know Did you stay there all day? I mean, that's 30 bucks a pop. A person. It was 90. It was $90. Wow, throw in a tip. By the way, side story. I gave the uh, uh, waiter dude a huge tip, but probably the biggest tip I've ever given anybody in my life. Because... um, they, they had signs on the door that said, help, wanted." we, we want to hire you. They were clearly understaffed. He was like the only guy working and running around, and he was the most pleasant, smile on his face, made my kids laugh, busting his ass. He's like 22 years old working at IHOP on a Saturday night and busting his ass with a smile on his face, as wow. opposed to staying at home and playing video games with his friends, vaping, telling the government I tried to find a job but couldn't find one, send me some more money, like millions and millions and millions of people are doing across this country. So I laid a big fat tip on him just to thank him as a taxpayer Yeah, for being a young man working on a Saturday night. I doubt it's his dream as a 22-year-old man to be at IHOP on Saturday night. Yeah, but there yeah, he was no working kidding. with a good attitude. I really appreciated that. I think that's a dying breed. Uh, you can need to go back to that IHOP and hire that
0: young man, Michael. Do you have a cardboard box handy? I'm sorry, it's time for a change. Oh, jeez, oh,
1: <laughs> wow, that was rough.
0: Uh, my Dave, I'm trying to do this show. My buddy Dave just texted me. Jack's theme song needs to be "Let's Go to the Hop." <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. (laughs) Anyway. Okay, back to the depressing and angering for a moment. But do you all Um,
1: understand inflation? It is still high, and it's not. When they say it's going down, it doesn't mean the prices are coming down. All right? No, they're going up. The prices are continuing
0: to rise. Not only are they not going down or going down to yesteryear, they're still going up. You stupid. Who am I yelling at? (laughs) The mainstream media, I guess. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. Uh, and then on the other side of the coin of fiscal insanity, got this note from uh, the uh, ever-valuable uh, ever frequent correspondent, Paolo. Uh, guys, I know it's been harped on a lot, but it's a topic that's hard to overdo. The national debt, about $32 trillion and counting, isn't just growing. Its growth is accelerating. We're not only adding to it, we keep adding to it faster. We're heading for the fiscal cliff with the pedal to the metal. Some history. And he has a bunch of links to news stories from 2013 in the WAPO. Why is the national debt $16 trillion? Now, that was the debt. That's the total that we owe. Now, the projected 10-year deficit, the amount we're adding to the debt in the next 10 years, exceeds the debt that was caused for concern in 2013. For instance, 2021, CBO estimates $12.1 trillion deficit over 10 years. 2022, CBO projects $14.5 trillion deficit. Wait, from 12 to 14 and a half? Then this year, New York Times, U.S. on track to add $19 trillion in new debt over the next 10 years. So in in two years, the amount we're adding
1: to the debt has increased from 12 to $19 trillion. Right. So that's like... You've gotten yourself into a bad financial situation by buying, you know, new Honda Accords every year. And what you decided to do is I think I'll buy a new Mercedes every year now. Exactly. Yeah. That is amazing.
0: That is. And and as we've said many times, you add this many unprecedented together, you're going to get an unprecedented sum,
1: an unprecedented result. And I got a bad feeling about it. (laughs) So it was nineteen eighty one that we first hit one trillion dollars. I know I remembered that being a big deal because oh my god, we have a debt of a trillion dollars. We now run a trillion dollars per year in 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 debt. Extra. Yeah. It's just amazing. Granted, you have to adjust for inflation, oh, yeah, sure. but it's still a horrific amount of money. Yeah. And uh we do have a full one hour loving, loving retrospective of Raquel Welch who died at the age of 82 yesterday. You know, with all due respect to her acting skills,
0: radio is not the format for a loving retrospective on Raquel Welch. You kind of need the visuals.
1: Why did she stand? I never even understood when I was younger why she stood out. I mean, she's obviously a very attractive woman, but she didn't strike me as more attractive than other attractive women. Was Was there something about her that I was missing? i mean she's in that top percentage obviously but there are lots of people like that how do you stand out as a hottie among hotties that's i guess that's S- my question stunning beauty
0: just bone structure etc sure and uh, 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 curves you want to take a Porsche to i mean uh, just a, a, a but there body are lots just of it's ridiculous like that. yeah that's back in the day when you couldn't buy it as readily i think I maybe that's it you couldn't she was just, just gorgeous she just she, I don't uh, yeah I, i'm I don't not know. saying she's not but What's the matter with you? <laughs> yeah, just uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just, oh, I
1: just, ah. She was just hypnotic in her Tick, sexual uh, attractiveness. TikTok is full of people like that. Oh, maybe she had a sexual uh, attraction thing that I don't get. I've never Could watched be. a movie, or I don't think I've ever even seen an interview. I don't know. I've just seen posters. Yeah, she yeah. was held up when I was when we were young. She was like held up as the standard of hot, right? Yeah, she would win the sexiest woman on Earth, uh, you know,
0: polls or declarations from various organizations. Yeah.
1: Now it would be some TikTok model I haven't heard of, or maybe that volleyball girl or somebody like that. I'm better off not knowing. Yeah, yeah. I don't need to know. Um, yeah. Many things to talk about, Oh, including how the new Microsoft search engine that is using AI is frightening, at least according to the New York Times technology writer, among other things. Stay with us.
0: Armstrong and Getty. the Armstrong and Getty Show
1: Definitely looks like something, there's uh, uh, some kind of object that's suspended in the air, it's hard to tell, it's pretty small That's one of the pilots trying to identify one of the things we shot out of the sky that we're increasingly believe, apparently, according to the New York Times, we're increasingly believing had nothing to do with spying. They were something else. So we blasted three things out of the sky. Three days days in a row. And then that other thing that we brought down, according to the New York Times, senior American officials increasingly believe that that actual Chinese spy balloon was... Had gotten blown off course, so it was supposed to conduct surveillance. It was going to spy on us over our military bases in Guam and Hawaii. But then the winds carried it off course to Alaska, Canada, and Canada, and finally the United States. I almost said Canada, like well, what's her name?
0: <laughs> like KJP, yeah. Well, wait a minute. How do we know if it, it 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 got blown off course unless we know its original course? I don't get that.
1: I don't get it either. As uh, as has been from the beginning, very few things add up in this story. I think it's because. The Pentagon or CIA or whoever knows a hell of a lot more about this than they're telling us. And that's why the pieces don't fit. Here's another interesting angle on this. And Reuters points this out, by the way, Reuters news agency. The president is going to make his first extensive remarks about the high altitude balloon thingy tonight. And Reuters say Reuters says. The speech was expected to be Thursday night. The timing was unclear, but Biden, 80, is scheduled Thursday morning to get a physical examination at Walter Reed Hospital. They don't say it, but they say it. It sounds like he's making his first statements about a very controversial subject, the day of his physical, to give people something to talk about other than the physical. Oh. So he's going to come out tonight and make his first extensive remarks on a topic that everybody in real life has actually been talking about on the day of his physical, so that you don't get any, you know, discussion of that. Bingo. Wow, that, that uh, brings us back to the topic of earlier, though.
0: How honest are they going to be with the report on the physical? Well,
1: not gonna mean, be mu- there's not going to be much information. They'll, they'll do the same thing they did last year. In fact, that's what KJP said. We're going to follow the same protocol as last year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's going to be his... Height, weight, cholesterol, heart rate, blood pressure, nothing about his brain. They'll release that late this afternoon, roughly the same time he's making all these statements about the balloon attack from the Martians, so that everybody will talk about that. (laughs) Yeah, but that's my question. Why bother covering it up
0: if it's going to be completely benign? Um, Why cloud the waters if they're not going to release anything? Or do you think the fact that they're not going to release anything is the controversy? Well, absolutely. Yeah, I think that is the controversy. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, hey, we got a couple of... Do you have more on that before you... uh, I wonder what he's going to say about it tonight. Uh, We have a couple of emails from folks who are uh, knowledgeable about matters of uh, intelligence and uh, the military and that sort of thing.
1: I traveled around the world in 80 days in one of these babies.
0: (laughs) No joke. Um, And I wish we had time to go through it in detail, But this one is so good from uh, Kevin. It goes into detail, step by step by step, the various statements and rationales and the rest of it and how ridiculous it all is. Um, And then this one from uh, Mike Anonymous, who says all of this obfuscation and these leaks to the press and all are a whole bunch of uh, CYA. Covering their arses. Uh Here's why I think this. The United States Air Force just moved an RC-135. That's a big reconnaissance airplane. Um, from uh, Kadena Air Force Base in Japan to Fairbanks, Alaska on Tuesday. Uh, this is the same type of spy aircraft we're using in Ukraine. However, this is S-model Cobra Ball aircraft that has special optical sensors to monitor ICBM launches and warhead reentry. There are only three of these model uh, blah 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 in the Air Force. To move this place, this plane away from monitoring Korean or Chinese missile launches to Alaska suggests the intelligence community does know what's going on with the balloons traveling from the north. They have a blind spot on this type of craft and are moving assets to correct it. Then he mentions, "I found this information out on my lunch." break so why can't the press
1: wow good 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 question it's
0: all open source intelligence i
1: I, I doubt the president has anything to say that's of any interest tonight right anything new i doubt it it could be some brand new bull ass that'll be fun to to listen to right alien invasion it's really the only answer uh more on the way if you miss an hour of the show get the podcast armstrong and getty on demand
0: armstrong and getty
1: Eagles fan was arrested on Sunday in Florida after he
0: allegedly broke into a firehouse, peed on the carpet, stole a hat, and threw a knife at a firefighter. And then he found out the Eagles lost.
1: (laughs) A decent point there that um, I got to believe that you're a certain sort of person aside from the result of the Super Bowl to end up doing that.
0: You know, that's a pretty good analysis. It's like we always say about uh, the bums and junkies shooting up on America's streets and smoking meth or what have you, living in tents, pooping on the sidewalk. We're told it's because, you know, housing costs are too high. You ever not been able to afford to live where you wanted to live? And did you go poop on the sidewalk and shoot up as a result? Of course not. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous.
1: Should have thought my of that sports one.
0: teams lose. Sometimes they win. I have rioted. Never
1: should have thought of that when I was younger. Go look at an apartment. They tell you what they're him if Could you come down a couple hundred bucks? That's just a little out of my range. Now, if we're staying solid at this number, well, okay, I'm going to go crap in the street then. Yeah. I don't know what else to do. Going to go
0: get me some free needles and shoot up in the park. And terrorize your children. It's the only option. I know. I know. So I like this headline to get into, to ease into our discussion. The Interior Department's Fish and uh, Wildlife Service is offering eco-grief training to employees who are struggling with a sense of trauma or loss as they witness a changing environment. Wow. Eco-grief counseling for wow. federal employees. Wow. Glad to be paying for that. This four hour workshop seeks to normalize the wide range of emotional responses that conservationists experience while empowering participants to act while taking care of themselves. <laughs> All right. All right. You're somewhat disappointed at the number of caribou in Montana. So you need to lie down on the psychiatrist's couch.
1: Oh, we, we might be the softest country that has ever existed especially given the fact that we have the most dominant military to protect us.
0: Yeah, yeah, no kidding. And if you extend that to just the developed world, the Western world in general, I think that's true. It's beyond debate. So came across this by uh, uh, Ralph Schollhammer, who is is uh, he, he's quoting and expanding on the ideas of Austrian economist jo- Joseph Schumpeter, who said, you know, this stuff that I'm going to talk about roughly in 1942 Interestingly enough, Mr. Scholhammer is also a professor in Vienna, Austria. But <clears throat> the headline is climate activism isn't about the planet. It's about the boredom of the bourgeoisie. And, and he's talking about climate. But I would say climate activism isn't about climate. DEI isn't about diversity, equity, and inclusion. Critical race theory isn't about race. A lot of this queer theory is not about, you know, who's a boy and a girl and the rest of it. And I will explain. He says the downfall of capitalism will not come from the uprising of an impoverished working class, but from the sabotage of a bored upper class. That was the view of Joseph Schumpeter the Austrian economist in 1942. Schumpeter believed that at some point in the future, an educated elite would have nothing left to struggle for and will instead start to struggle against the very system that they themselves live in. And nothing makes me think Schumpeter was right like the contemporary climate movement and its acolytes. The Green Movement is not a reflection of planetary crisis, as so many in media and culture like to depict it, but rather a crisis of meaning for the affluent. That would certainly explain, Jack, why, for instance, the fantasies of the number of electric cars in California, for instance run up against the already insufficient electrical grid and the numbers not only don't compute, they're like, I announce I'm going to buy a dozen cruise ships. <laughs> I don't have a fraction of the money. I mean it's ridiculous that I would even propose it. And we've we've asked over and over again, w- 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 you people claim this is your goal. How are you ignoring these incredible you know gulfs between what you're claiming and what reality is? or the mining and the, the metals and the rest of it that would have to go into car batteries. This would explain it. They don't really mean it.
1: Yeah, but just in general, the idea of the 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 upper income bracket getting bored with life and then starting to tear at the system. That is really interesting because you know, whenever you see a lot of these uh, demonstrations riots people losing their mind over this or that it is it is the the well-off well-educated yeah
0: yeah so uh uh that, that it's a crisis a meaning for the affluent take for example a recent interview with stanford biologist paul ehrlich on 60 minutes ehrlich is most famous for his career as a professional doom monger his first major book the population bomb gave us timelessly wrong predictions including that by the 80s, hundreds of millions of people would starve to death, and it went downhill from there. England would not even exist in the year 2000. Even modern fertilizers couldn't feed the planet, et cetera, et cetera.
1: He also was the guy that wanted to imprison people who had more than one kid. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right.
0: Ehrlich, who recently turned 90, is in the lucky position to have witnessed the complete failure of all of his predictions, only to double down on them in his 60 Minutes interview. Ehrlich has been wrong on every public policy issue he has pontificated on for almost 60 years, yet the mainstream media still treat him like a modern oracle. Why? The best answer to this question comes courtesy of New York Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, who in 2019 famously said that, I think that there's a lot of people more concerned about being precisely, factually, and semantically correct than about being morally right. Mm. In other words, no matter what nonsense one spews, as long as it is morally right, it does not matter what the facts show. Wow, I had missed that quote. That's a good one. I'll bet we could find that tape. We ought to try to find that tape. Uh, and Hanson, and I can repeat it to you during the break later. But anyway, like the prophet of any religion, Ehrlich is not there to explain the world, but to reinforce the upper class's favorite worldview of the imminent end of the world, something that can only be prevented if we fundamentally change the way we live. Of course, by we, they actually mean you. It's not the Tesla-driving AOC or the jet-setting Stanford professor Ehrlich who will adapt their lifestyles, but the rubes of the working and middle class who supposedly eat too much meat, drive too many miles on gas-guzzling cars, or even book the occasional flight to go on vacation. Then he illustrates the point with uh, climate czar and multimillionaire John Kerry, who took his family's private jet to attend a climate conference, uh, climate, conference uh, climate change conference in Iceland, um, and asked by journalists how to square his climate activism with the use of private planes, he seemed befuddled. After all, Kerry explained, quote, it is the only choice for somebody like me who is traveling the world to win this battle against climate change <laughs> just like Kerry, ehrlich and these other groups are not really interested in solving the problem of climate change for example promoting research in technologies like nuclear energy carbon capture technologies and means of adaptation instead they will elevate their struggle to an ersatz religion that allows them to simultaneously enjoy their wealth and re- lecture the rest of the world from a position of moral superiority And they're pouring money into these efforts. He goes into a few uh, examples. Um, And contrary to the climate extremists and their virtue signals, the world they're trying to create would be devastating for the poorest people on the planet. The The elimination of poverty and the improvement of living conditions is only made possible through access to energy in all forms. And the petrochemical processes enabled by fossil fuels, the production of fertilizers for food and plastics needed for medical equipment. Uh, This isn't about the planet. It's about the boredom of the bourgeoisie, and they don't care who has to pay to alleviate it. Again, Schollhammer, an assistant professor in economics and political science at uh, a university in Vienna. That's really interesting. Yeah, it is. Speaking of accumulating wealth, a quick word from our friends and sponsors at Lear Capital. We got your free silver bar, technically. We asked our friends at Lear Capital to do something special for y'all. They came through with a free silver bar. We'll tell you how to get it in a second.
1: So, many respected financial analysts predict gold prices could soar as high as $4,000 an ounce. And, of course, you can't, you don't know what's going to happen. Nothing guarantees gold hits $4,000 an ounce. But if you bought gold today at Lear Capital's favorable prices and the cost of gold jumps even close to the predictions, your profits could be life changing. And in these unprecedented
0: economic times, gold is a brilliant strategy for protecting your savings and retirement. With a risk-free purchase guarantee, 25 years of experience, and thousands of five-star reviews, you can
1: trust Lear Capital. Now back to that free silver bar. For the next 14 days, Lear customers receive a free one-ounce silver bar with every ounce of gold you purchase. Your free silver bar offer expires in 14 days. You want to hurry now to leararmstrong.com, leararmstrong.com. Rihanna's unborn baby is the most famous unborn baby in history. I, I congratulate her him or it. Uh do we have do we? Uh, the only reason I really bring this up is do we have any idea how far along Rihanna is in her pregnancy because if the media is going ah. to refer to the baby as like a person at depending on how far along she is in pregnancy it gets a little complicated with a lot of the things you want to <laughs> be legal in various parts of the country
0: yeah i would say i would say
1: um yeah i have not been
0: asked to examine rihanna so i have no data on the uh the age of her fetus
1: particularly weird if you were asked to i mean you (laughs) don't have the qualifications you don't know her it's
0: just no That'd be odd Um, that, you know, that reminds me we did not get to there's just so much going on in the world. And sometimes we don't get to stories I would like to. But there are a couple of occasions where folks that were in Washington, D.C. for the March for Life were badgered and told they have to take off their pro-life gear at the Smithsonian Museum of Air Air and Space Mm. and at the National Archives. Government workers saying you can't be in here in that hat. You need to take it off. You have to take off that T-shirt, turn it inside out. You can't be wearing a pro-life T-shirt in here.
1: Because it's too controversial?
0: Oh, well, allegedly, according to those uh, those people at the time, but both the Smithsonian and the National Archives have, uh, have uh, unleashed complete abject apologies saying that was wrong. It's against our rules. It's against the first amendment. It's crazy. It's insane. We can't believe it happened. We are going to retrain our employees. God save us. Please don't
1: sue us. Well, that is the proper response. But so, Mm -hmm. wow, what got into those employees that made them think that?
0: Because they are like a lot of people of the left. If you are wearing, if you express an opinion contrary to those, you are evil. You are working for evil. And There's spe- no defense. And for speech, you. speech is violence. Right. Exactly. How you? How dare you come in here with your violent speech?
1: Um, the president has arrived at Walter Mead Medical Hospital to get his physical. Are they going to take a look at his brain? Because that's the only part anybody's really interested in. Is he going to say to the doctor, "We need to hurry up because I have a physical later today." <laughs> Oh, jeez. Diane Feinstein um, style. Nikki Haley, not her given born name. I might start calling her by her born name. Okay. Nikki Haley uh, gave her a little like third swing at announcing for president yesterday. Uh said a couple of things in her speech that I thought were pretty good if you want to get an idea of how she's going to run or what her persona is going to be. And then... Don Lemon painting himself into our corner on CNN talking about whether or not Nikki Haley is in her prime, which is actually a pretty funny little uh, conversation for you. It's Boy, quite is hilarious. he a numbskull. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty funny. Hope you can stay here. Armstrong. Welcome to TalkVille, the Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Let's get into Season 4, Episode 3, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But scabby, abby, scabby, the whole school of yeah, just me. me. I felt like it wasn't real.
0: If I may, I want to defend the
1: storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of TalkVille on YouTube or wherever you listen.
0: The Armstrong and Getty Show. We're ready. Ready to move past the stale ideas and faded names of the past. We'll have term limits for Congress and mandatory mental competency tests for politicians over 75 years old.
1: That crowd cheered that a lot. That's very Trumpian right there. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I don't particularly like either one of those ideas, but I I don't want to dissect Nikki Haley's chances at this point way too early. I thought this was interesting. Here's a little what she said at her rally yesterday.
0: A self-loathing has swept our country. Joe and Kamala even say America's racist. This is not about identity politics. I don't believe in that. And I don't believe in glass ceilings either. Strong and proud,
1: not weak and woke. That's the America I see. Strong. Can I hold for it right now? Strong and proud, not weak and woke. That's a pretty good line. Love it. I am, by the way, you can't see me because this is radio. I am wearing a Make America Great Again hat um, because I'm freezing cold and I needed a hat and it's the only one that we've got in the studio. This is a real one, though. came from an actual Trump rally. I mean, that's as authentic as you can get. It came from a Trump rally. A, a real one as opposed to what, a fake one? <laughs> I, just did, I just didn't buy this at the 7-Eleven or wherever. Yeah. This was You bought, caught that one to, in the wild. Yeah. Purchased this at a Trump rally. Uh, is it okay to wear this around here? Where I am? <laughs> I would hope so. Just keeping my head warm. So, uh, speaking of Nikki Haley... Uh, Don Lemon <laughs> So she she's talking about uh we need younger people in their prime in government, and Don Lemon suggesting she's not in her prime. What are you even talking about? Let's listen to this.
0: This whole talk about age makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry. When a woman is considered to be in her prime in her twenties and thirties and maybe forties. That's, aco- that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. Say, if you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say
1: 20s, 30s and 40s.
0: I don't necessarily it. Oh, I got I'm got agree with that. So I think she has to be careful <laughs> about saying that, you know, politicians aren't in their prime. I think prime need to need qualify. To are you talking about prime for, like, I mean, childbearing? I mean, yeah, don't shoot about the best just say what the
1: facts are. Google it. That is the most attributed to generally old white men comment coming out of a young black man i can possibly imagine she's not in her prime women are in their prime in their 20s (laughs) for what being hot are you we're talking about running for president that was one of the most
0: moronic things ever said on cable tv and And that's saying something
1: can you imagine if sean hannity or somebody like that said that about a female presidential candidate no women are in their prime in their 20s and 30s because that's when they're best to look at. So that's when they're oh, in their prime. Oh, yeah. Once they <laughs> Once those cheeks
0: start to sag a little bit, sorry, Nikki, but come on. What the hell? I know. What a. What well, kind of? Well, and just uh, never mind it being like objectionable.
1: It's just so freaking stupid. Uh, well, if you're going to talk about prime, and this is true for men and women, if you're going to talk about prime of physical physicality, yeah, twenties and thirties. Yeah, but we nobody all is. But nobody <laughs> is. No, she's running for president. Nikki Haley's not auditioning for the Olympic team, right? and she's complaining about the mental faculties of the. The oldsters that are in their 80s, nobody thinks she's not in her prime mentally. I mean, what a crazy thing for him to say. And he's going to get away with it. Uh, you know, I'm a free speech guy. You should get away with saying practically anything. But um, but he'd get killed if he was an old white guy on Fox saying that about uh, Kamala Harris, for instance. Right. Kamala Harris isn't in her prime. What's she talking about in her prime? Women are in their prime in their 20s. Past oh, that, yeah. they're out of the prime. Hey, it's not me saying that. Google it. The New <laughs> York Times would put out an
0: entire edition dealing only with that horrific misogynist quote. That is
1: hilarious. It
0: is. It is. Well, you know who who votes, sponsors and viewers and they have uh, very few. <laughs> and fewer every day. So that's that is unbelievable. I'm What a jackass.
1: <laughs> what you just said. Oh, yes. is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the most appropriate use of that clip we've ever had. I love that clip so much. So I'm taking off my Make America Great Again hat and putting on an Armstrong and Getty beanie? Oh. I guess this will be better.
0: Hey, that's pretty good looking.
1: Yeah, okay. You can get these at uh, armstrongandgetty.com. Yeah. What am I not? I should learn from Mr. Beast and other YouTube uh, gazillionaires. It's all about selling the merch. That's where the money's in. Buy the merch. Yeah, that fits pretty well, too. I may have to try one of those on because
0: I have trouble finding. We used to call them stocking caps, Jack. uh, So-called beanies. Uh, I have trouble finding ones that will cover my enormous head.
1: Use the term stocking cap around anyone under 50 and stand back and enjoy the guffaws, <laughs> as I have several times. <laughs> a toque.
0: I must find my toque, for it is cold.
1: I'm loving the story in the New York Times about how Russia's offensive is faltering up to 80% to some of their units devastated by the Ukrainians in this initial move. This is the best news I've heard about the uh, the war in Ukraine in a while. Is looking kind of dark, so maybe we'll get to that in hour three, among other things.
0: Also, you got to get to that New York Times tech writer who got freaked out by the AI.
1: Yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. He got frightened by a chatbot conversation. If you miss an hour of the show, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty on demand. Armstrong
0: and Getty.